Hi, this is Dan Kurtzke, and before we get going tonight, let me just apologize up front if I sound a little off. I'm getting over the tail end of a cold, and it's very late, so I'm going to try and be a little quieter, so so if my voice comes off a little differently this time around, you'll know why. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's, let's jump right into it. We're talking about Green Lantern Mosaic. Issue 5. This is, of course, the 1990s, I believe 1992, I want to say. Yeah, 1992 solo series starring Green Lantern Jon Stewart. As he goes through a very odd cascade of trials and tribulations on the planet Oa, trying to keep its patchwork civilization-based city alive and coexisting because god damn it the guardians won't send them home jerks oh, all right well the, the, this issue itself you know as promised last time this issue is all about john stewart fighting hal jordan but with a decidedly mosaic-y slant to it but like with any fight it starts simply enough and that is over a woman rose to be exact you know she and john have become an an item off panel mostly and and hal's jealous hal's how the the perennial lantern series ladies man you know well, well i should say it's a mix of jealous and concern because i mean he offered to throw his weight around with the guardians to get her and her son transplanted back to earth you know if they're not gonna let the entire town or whatever go maybe they'll just let these two individuals you know that might not be a big deal but she refused which Hal found downright surprising, to say the least. Who can blame him, you know? Uh, couple this with how noticeably odd John's been behaving lately, and Hal figures John must have done something to her mind. Maybe even literally with his ring, you know? Uh, when in fact she just wants to stay because she wants to help him bring peace to Mosaic. But Hal doesn't buy it. He wants to forcefully probe John's mind. And... You know, that kind of ruins everybody's afternoon. This whole issue takes place in Rose's living room. So so they decide to have the kind of internal battle of the minds that you see pop up in fiction pretty frequently. You know, They don't hit you over the head with just how they're achieving this, but there's this panel on the top of page 10 where Hal and John are each hovering in a green sphere with energy crackling between them. So I'm taking that as like a conduit for their mental battle and everything else we see is happening in their shared mind space if you want to call it that something that's been clear since the first episode of this whole venture is that at this point in his life john stewart wished he was hal jordan but here the reasons made really clear for hal things are easy straightforward you go from a to b to c you see a problem you fix it and you don't let it get to you and you've you could even call it kind of a, an extension of, of the way Hal uses his ring. You know, he doesn't bother with fancy constructs like your Kyle Rayners. He just 
you know, he wants to hit somebody, he makes a big fist to do it. He wants to shoot somebody, he just shoots a beam from his ring. Simple. Straightforward, streamlined. Whereas John... (laughs) John makes a great comment here that Hal sails so smoothly... Sails so smoothly, Jesus, through the world, (laughs) he doesn't need to understand it, really. He just... He just does what he does. Whereas John has to try harder to overcome his obstacles, sometimes even struggle, and can never afford not to adapt. We get to see the the typical mental representations of John as a crowd of people, each individual standing in for, for a different aspect of John's personality and character. In the context of them each being something different, John needs to be in order to persevere at different times, while Hal does so without changing at all, really. Even the horde of Hal's that Hal generates to help him out in this fight, they look all identical. They're just your standard Hal Jordan. And more to John's point, Hal is the pilot who knows best how to soar above the world, while John's the architect who understands how the world supports itself. John Stewart wants to be Hal Jordan in the same way that many of us dreamt of being superheroes at one time or another in our lives. We think what an awesome fantasy it'd be to be able to just step off the earth and fly as high and as far as we want, do the impossible, maybe even help some people along the way, right? That's the same way John sees Hal. He's the idealized superhero, the one who does the same job John does, but without the baggage, without the cost, without the failures. The one who can reach out and grab the stars without even getting burned. You know, Even by the end of all this, John openly admits that he still dreams of being Hal, but he's okay with being himself when he wakes up. And also by the end, John and Hal are cool with each other again, you know, as you do. <laughs> And, and to think this issue is a non-stop fight scene, Jesus. Um, God, it, you know, it's it's almost funny. A lot of the imagery in here would lead you to believe that a whole hell of a lot of what's going on in this issue, in this conflict, is racially motivated. And I can absolutely see someone who just casually flips through the issue looking at the art without reading the whole text in context straight through would would absolutely think this is like a a black versus white thing but it's not you know it's it's both literally and figuratively not black and white <sighs> such as mosaic um god what else oh we have letters <laughs> letters in the letters page this time it's such a novel concept it only took us five issues i thought there would be some in there by three but hey whatever it's here um although like the rest of the book it's not quite what you'd expect <laughs> you know instead of just reprinting the letters and maybe including a short response to the letters uh, gerard jones gives us two pages of himself talking to us about the letters he's gotten dropping him blurbs and excerpts from them as he goes much in the same way that i treat the issues themselves when i do these episodes um <laughs> Although Gerard Jones does get, it's funny, he gets into this this faux argument with a reader, identifying himself as Mr. Phony from London, over which one of them is more pretentious. It's, it's a bizarre exchange. I hope this guy writes back. 
Um, another guy wanted to see Jon Stewart team up with Captain Kirk for some reason. In my own mind, that might be playing off of the way uh, Star Trek presents you with a sci-fi story that's full of of socially relevant allegory, dala mosaic. Um, another guy confesses to and not and this one I thought was really interesting. Another guy confesses to not liking Jon Stewart and only picked up Mosaic Number One because he thought it'd be a collector's item, and ended up enjoying it anyway. Even citing parallels between Jon and the main character to the movie Apocalypse Now, which I haven't seen. No surprise. And so others compare it with religion, uh, sing its general praises. And there's even a handful in here <laughs> that are that are already. After only one issue, starting to forecast how long the series can last before being cancelled. <laughs> God, people. And one guy, after reading issue one, just randomly threw out there that they had better not kill Chip. <laughs> Which I kind of laughed at. <sighs> and in the end, comments that the next issue may have a more conventional letters page. So, we'll see about that next week. Um... Just trying to think if there's anything else to say about this. Actually, yeah, I wanted to make a comment about a couple of the ads in this issue. Because this should help kind of set it in Lantern history for everybody. Because in in this here, Green Lantern Mosaic number 5, which has a cover day of October of 1992, which, you know give or take some months there. There's an advertisement for the upcoming prestige format story, Ganthet's Tale. The Larry Niven, John Byrne story that, it's fine, I was just talking to somebody on the forums about this. I still, I have not yet personally gotten to read it, although by the time this comes out, maybe I will have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very, like, this is the kind of, I almost want to blow up this page and hang up like a poster, because it's just, it's a black and white ink drawing of the classic DC crisis image of the hand holding the swirling galaxy. As as I understand it, Ganthet's tale involves some kind of a revelation or something involving the the imagery Krona saw when he looked back at the beginning of time. So it's, it's a very striking visual, like. Like more advertisements should should kind of skew towards this, and I think they would grab people more than they maybe do. Uh, and the other ad of note is for Guy Gardner. It's it's this is the Guy Gardner solo series is starting up around this time, and these this is Guy Gardner with his yellow ring and his his street clothes as costume. And it helps remind us that despite the fact that there's three ongoing Green Lantern books happening right now, and I believe we're supposed to be getting a fourth soon. This is only the second time the Lantern Line has really expanded. Back here in the in the 90s, we had we went from just Green Lantern to Green Lantern, the Hal Jordan book, Green Lantern Mosaic, the John Stewart book, Guy Gardner, the Guy Gardner book. Uh, we would get Green Lantern Corps Quarterly, the four times a year anthology book about the Corps, and we would start getting these specials like like Ganthet's Tale, so so as with the 2000s, the 90s also got to see the Green Lantern books just boom and expand, and, you know, they would go some very interesting places. Alright, I think that's gonna be it for tonight. It's 
it's again late <laughs> and it was a good issue it was it was a quick issue it was kind of what you ex well I almost want to say it's kind of what you would expect from a fight issue, but it's not. Unless you've been reading a lot of Mosaic lately, as I've been. Um, but no, I've noticed in the last two issues or so, the book's gotten... I, won't, I almost want to say simpler. Like, it's, it's not just... It's not hitting you in the face with as many... As many over-the-top concepts as before. It's telling smaller stories that are easier to wrap your heads around quickly, you know? Or maybe I'm just getting comfortable with it. Either way, I'm I'm digging this. I'm <laughs> and I'm really liking the letters page. It's not what I expected, but I'm in, I'm as interested to see how the letters page evolves as I am to see how the the series itself evolves. So you know, speaking of speaking of letters pages, speaking of feedback, you can send me feedback on all this mess on at uh, dan at lanterncast.com or lanterncast at gmail.com for the larger show in general, or come to thecomicforums.com. There'll be a talkback thread for this episode and every other Mosaic episode and every other Lanterncast episode and just whatever random awesome crap we have that falls out of our minds. And, God. You know, I, I gotta take a second here because I feel so weird... <laughs> doing all of these and and giving out contact information when I know it's there's going to be a big ass delay between me giving this out and you you guys hearing it and actually sending it in cuz like pulling the curtain back a little bit here I wanted to make sure that once we started airing these the whole thing could go up weekly without without really any delays or lateness or missed weeks so I've been pre-recording and as I record this, as I sit here recording this right now, it is 4.26 a.m. on December 25th. So, Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Every episode up through now has been recorded in November, actually. So, so if you've been sending in, in uh feedback and wondering where it's been it's all going to make it to air I promise you that it's just going to be probably after next episode I think I'm going to get out one more issue in the can before the year ends and we start airing these things so in the episode talking about issue 7 if there's been any feedback you'll start to hear it so please do send it in keep in mind there will be a slight delay but anything you send absolutely will make it to air. Oh, and, and, hang on. There is also, let me go to the website because I don't know this one by heart yet. There's also the voicemail line of 206-202. I say the numbers differently. 206-202. 1159. You can leave a message for for just the show there. Or just this show. Or it's it's 4.30 in the morning. I'm I'm done. Good night. <laughs>